I'm good. How are you, Simon? Oh, I'm doing good. What is this? This is the Roommates for Life podcast, a podcast in the time of a coronavirus. Yes, podcasting in the time of corona. And we're uh, doing this uh, over the internet right now, this hot little intro. Yeah, hot little intro. I'm actually in quarantine in Rancho Cucamonga. And I am at, back at the homestead. Uh, yeah, I left I left you all for dead. So Yeah, we're, we're slowly dying. But we wanted to be sure to get together over this uh, online connection and yeah. make sure to remind folks that we have a Patreon available. What? We got a Patreon? Yeah, you can check it out at patreon.com backslash roommates for life. That's R-O-O-M-M-A-T-E-S, the number four L-Y-F-E. Mm. And please, uh, please donate to that. We really need money in these hard times of of uh covid and um you know we'll have some great extra content for y'all and uh <laughs> you yeah. know people crave content right now more than toilet paper so <laughs> <laughs> and they're craving toilet paper yeah they need it they need it uh, just i mean this, yeah. this was we got our bidet episode we fun. had with a jackie cation Ooh, yeah that was a fun app Feels and like we recorded ago. this a few weeks ago, so just want to let folks know that uh, you should check all the dates that they plugged at the end uh, in yeah. case anything has changed. It probably has because most shows are canceled through April. All my shows are canceled, so uh, feeling well, good. About I didn't that. have that many anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did. <laughs> I'm pissed. Uh, but this was a super fun episode. I also want to mention Jackie was so nice and gave us like a million lemons and herbs. Yeah, uh, that have now actually molded and I had to throw them away. So <laughs> The lemons, I am still using the herbs though, surprisingly. Oh, you're using the herbs? Yeah. Yeah, I brined a chicken last night and it was... Uh, you also broke like eight things in her house too. I did. I kept dropping stuff. I don't know what was going on with me, but I kept dropping stuff. And then she had this little fake gun that we used in a picture at the end. It's a fake gun, not a real gun. And I just completely shattered it. Yeah. Like, just like <laughs> yeah, you did. Wish we had a real gun right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, guys, we're excited for this episode. Give it a listen. Please donate to our Patreon and check Please. us out on Instagram at roommates for life. Mm-hmm. And there you go. And uh, also keep, uh, you know, send us your uh, quarantine roommate stories. Now more than ever, we need them, you know. So uh, God bless and stay safe, y'all. And uh, MK? Simon? I love you. I love you too. Here's our... All right, we love you guys. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you old son. <laughs> you did it. I did it. Yeah, I'm a scallywag. Oh, That's man. That's true. We did get that one on tape, though, right? No. That's good. God, no? I forgot to hit the button uh, one more time. Can you imagine? Every single time. 35 weeks in a row. Yeah. We always have the best laugh before we get started. Uh, hearty laugh. 
Well, guys, we are here on location. This is Roommates for Life. We're on location. We're going where the story is. We're doing that hot roommate reporting that everybody's craving out in the world. I mean, we were back at the homestead for a while. People got tired of that. (laughs) I love calling our apartment the homestead. The homestead, yeah. As though we're farming something on our patio. Yeah, well, usually farming, uh, (laughs) you know, trash off of the ground (laughs) outside of our house. How does that happen? Yeah. Uh, We have some very special guests on the show today, and we're going to jump right into it. Our first guest. Incredible. Coming to the Microfono, uh, you know her. She's had four albums. Uh, currently, she has an album. I am not the hero of the story. You can get it. It was the number one comedy album on iTunes, number three on Billboard. She also has not one podcast, but two podcasts. I'm dropping everything. You dropped everything. I'm so excited. I've You're excited. You're everything. shaking. I'm shaking. Uh, an incredible podcast called The Dork Forest. You've also heard her on the Jackie and Lori show. Guys, make some noise. Put your hands together for the complex, <laughs> wonderful, multi Talents of Miss Jackie Kesha. Hello and welcome to me. All right, I feel welcome, you guys. You're, yeah, well, you've welcomed us. I feel uh, yeah, yeah, because we're here. We're here. We're here in the in in our house. Chateau Hi, Jackie and thanks for Andy. coming. Thank yes. you for having us. But that's not it. That's not it. That's not our only guest. We Who have, else we got? We got Jackie. Roommates roommate for life. Roommates for life. For life. Literally for life. More so than us, probably. Well, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, we aren't married, but we I have may. been looking. I've been looking <laughs> <We> for. <may>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this gentleman. Uh, you can see him. Well, you can see him. A lot of his products you can see out there. He's a teacher at the New York Film Academy. He also has a game out called The Hero Instant. It's a superhero role-playing game. He's also has his own freelance game design business called Giants Dance. That's it. Make some noise for Andy Ashby. Yo! Andy, Andy, Andy. Thanks for being here, Andy. (laughs) I love saying that in other people's apartments, being like, "Thank you for being here." Yeah, thanks for being here. (laughs) Well, we came to you, but you know, (laughs) we are a podcast to go. Uh, yeah, you guys really need us at all. What's (laughs) happening so far? (laughs) We We do. We wander around town for no reason. (laughs) Yeah, we just want to talk in front of two other people who are roommates. (laughs) You guys, we walked here. I mean, we joke, but we did. We used to not do the like intro where we would just talk for like five to ten minutes. Yeah, we would do it at other people's houses while they were sitting waiting to do. Where we'd like do. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, and and we're like, we have to stop this because it's truly insane. We're holding other. (laughs) Comedians hostage that we respect. Like, that oh, that's awkward. yeah, a little yeah. bit awkward. Um, yeah, so I guess you know, tell us. Uh, I mean, we're in beautiful Van Nuys. Any excuse Stunning, to come out here? Van Nuys, the glitz right? and glamour. It's true. There's more. Um, what is it you, pot you, stores per capita than anywhere else in LA County? Is that maybe true? so. Also, right in the middle of a of a constellation of the most dangerous intersections in Los Angeles. Oh, <laughs> is that true? Stop bragging. And thirty feral cats. If you were to glance out our window, you can see any number of feral cats. If you want a cat, if you want a cat, please take one. It's like one of those trays <laughs> I might. On, the, on the counter at the at a convenience store. It's like. Need a cat? Take a cat. <laughs> the old take please a don't penny, leave a, leave a penny. Yeah, please don't leave a cat. <laughs> except it's a, a disease-ridden <laughs> feline. Andy's uh, been catching them and uh, and getting them fixed. Yeah, I've been trying to get them all fixed. And uh, oh, but he can't beat the he can't beat the curve of oh, cats man. fucking. I tell you. No. So. <laughs> 
Well, it's the uh, what is it? The spiked. Uh, they all have sp- spiked things, right? Or I, I thought you were going to say spice of life. <laughs> yeah, all cats have the spice of life. <laughs> it's, it's actually only, rabies. But, it is uh, the spice of life. Joie de chat. <laughs> Ooh, French. Yeah. I love it. But so, wait, do you guys have any cats? No, no, no animals. No, no. I used to have an iguana. There he is. There. There's Aww. a picture of him. What did you? What's Tiberius Dracus? Uh, Tiberius Dracus. Um, but he passed away uh, a year and a half ago. A year and a half ago. Oh. He was an old man. Yeah, how old do he was? Twenty three years old. Oh wow! Wow. So he could drink. So he could drink, <laughs> and did a lot. <laughs> it was very strange. Yeah, he'd sit on the porch and talk about the good old days. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> when he was an egg, he liked he liked a margarita. Uh, a margarita? Mm-hmm. I'd have pegged him for an IPA, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, he was a hipster. <laughs> yeah. What was this iguana uh, from Portland? So wait, you mentioned Dracus. Have you guys ever? You guys are into some fantasy. Type oh sure, stuff. interesting. Have you read the sure. name of the wind? Uh, the name of the wind. I brought it into this home, and uh, I was it. I read it. it, and I read the second one, and sadly, you ruined it for me. Oh, oh so no! Sorry. What happened? I'm so sorry. Yes, I ruined it. Um, I, I got about halfway through the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was like, "All right, so uh, too good so for a Remember, he's a game designer. So, so first, all right. So the thing is, I've been playing D and D since I was a tiny child. Okay. Oh, well, not tiny child, but thirteen. Uh, so this is like you know now what since you 30, were thirty-five years of Dungeons and Dragons. So yeah. I've yeah. seen a lot of characters, right? right? Yeah. And this guy, you know, he's. Uh, He's he's born to the the world's best bards. Yeah. And then things happen and he has to go and live in the woods so he becomes like the world's best ranger. Yeah. And then he finally gets out of the woods and he goes to the city where he learns to be the world's best thief. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then he and then he finally he manages to go to the 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 wizard school where he becomes the world's best. And I'm like, can save, we can yeah. we not can we save some for us? You know what I mean. We all want to play. Yeah. I'm like, and all right. The, I've the read some Mary that, Sue characters, yeah. and this is and I so I just the couldn't most. finish. It. Right. And so I read it, and, and, and I and then I asked her. I said, does this get better? Oh, does it? Do we ever get to the actual story of what of of, of what's happening in the now? Because it's all not, backstory, right? He's also this is not. Did you read the name of the wind? I so I'm actually like 20 pages from being done with it. I've oh, read almost. Well, all allow of us it. to ruin it for you. Allow me to ruin I it. Mean, for you. I think no. it's, I think I know <laughs> yeah. how it's gonna. Well, I think so. I haven't read the second one, and somebody told me that the second one there's like 200 pages of just him learning to. How to serenade a woman, well, essentially, and, and at some point he's got to learn how to be a cleric. Yeah, and so, right, well, that's I mean, because it's like the, the other class, like the, that he isn't, the other right? class uh, he's, that yeah. hasn't worked his way he's into D&D. yet. It's he's he's literally the best at everything. Yeah, but now he's the best innkeeper because he has an right. inn, and it's outside the the book. The name of the wind starts with outside. He mm-hmm. fights some werewolf or something, right, or some dire wolf. I thought it was like an evil spider demon. Yeah, yeah it was something, it was something evil, like that. That yeah. was no, the most interesting part of the book. I wanted I wanted that more to of be, that story. I wanted that story. <laughs> I'm counting Instead, this as me reading a book <laughs> right book now. Book club with Simon. <laughs> yeah, book, club, yeah. book club with Simon. You describe it loosely to me, and I'll figure it out. Oh, you know? I count everything he watches and reads as something that I've done. Oh, that makes sense. It's, uh, it feels that's like I, I got it when we got married. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's how that's how roommates stay 50%. Yeah. <laughs> she gets half. I'm not, I'm not going to lie, though. I'm really into the book. and I'm No, like, I really liked it. It's made me want to read a lot more fantasy. Oh, okay. Well, we well, can point you to some much better fantasy. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's true. Uh, Game of Thrones, which I tried yeah. to read twice, tried to listen to it on tape, and tried to watch it on tape, and tried to watch it on on the moving pictures. Yeah. Uh, never got into it. Never got because into it. I wanted the Game of Thrones to be entirely about that fucking wall and uh, the yeah. Ghosty Walker people. Well, so that's I, the thing. Uh, okay, yeah. So, now, so, we're getting, now we're so, now we're in it. I mean, I think <laughs> they were throwing the gauntlet. I mean, it's with all that stuff. Yeah, it's like I don't care about you know infighting and politics like that's not why i would watch a fantasy show right i want dragons and monster how long did it take for that dragon to get in there season freaking seven i mean (laughs) once once they actually start like tearing shit up yeah it's like the second to last season of the show oh and like i would watch that (laughs) i mean just skip ahead to that yeah Yeah, yeah. i didn't get into it until season five and i think it was the last episode of season five where simon's like all right we're getting to the dragons yeah we're finally getting to the five seasons in the other room just just like five seasons of like weird torture porn kind of stuff like sometimes i'm just yeah yeah it was weird enjoying this you know (laughs) right the the political dialogue it was like and the other thing i could tell from the first hundred pages of that damn book is that everyone I liked was going to die. Yeah. I was like, this is the kind of writer, because I read a fair amount of uh, crap and good stuff and all the books. I read yeah. all the kinds of books yeah. so I can tell that... So you saw it coming. I saw it coming. Yeah. I was like, oh, this uh, this author's a guy who kills you, everyone you like because yeah. he's edgy. And I'm like, well, you can take your edge and jam it in your uh, veins. <laughs> take that edge and shove it up where the sun don't shine. Uh, Name of the wind, too. That's actually uh, when MK uh, calls his farts, too. So it's... Uh, <laughs> He's writing his own book. I summoned the. I brought the wind down. I thought of that enemies. ten minutes ago, and I was like, "Should I say it?" I'm not, but then I did. Get out. <laughs> this is now a fantasy book review podcast right. slash farts, <laughs> but only only euphemisms for farts. Just euphemisms. Just yeah, we'll never actually do it. Uh, I mean, I'm really enjoying the book, so I'm excited to read the second right, one. Right, and and I'm so sorry that you hadn't finished it before I just Right, yeah, yeah I, I, I actually I'm do. I apologize. Like 20, it's ridiculous that I haven't just so finished the last 20, 20 pages. In the last 20 pages, I'll tell you this. Someone orders an <laughs> uh, Michelob Ultra. No, I'm kidding. No, at, the <laughs> at the bar. Aye, <laughs> sir, I'll have a Michelob Ultra. The last 20 pages is just the guy saying dilly dilly. <laughs> but like, the whole time. <laughs> uh, I'll have one of your finest. Mead. I don't know why he's Irish. Is that yeah. Irish? I mean, it was can good. we still do an Irish impression? Probably not. All right, All we right. can. We can definitely point you towards better, you know, more or at least more yeah. um, <laughs> fantasy. Um, well, people were saying that it was like the be- some of the best fantasy of the last few years. But and then when I actually talked to fantasy, what I would say are experts are like, eh, maybe not. Mm, maybe not. Uh, N.K. Jemison. Yeah, Broken Earth trilogy. Yeah. Oh. N.K. Yeah. Jemison, Kamal Bell's cousin. Oh. Won the Hugo three years in a row. Oh, wow. For this trilogy. She's also got uh, uh, like nine other books. She's the most prolific human on the planet. But here's the good thing about N.K. Jemison's trilogy. She finished the trilogy before she published the first fucking book. Thank you. Philip Rothfuss, I have seen him walking this earth, (laughs) not writing. Have you really? Where did you see him? Uh, He was on the Joko Cruise. Yeah, he was Uh, on uh, the Joko Cruise we were on one year. Philip Rothfuss, of course, the author of The Name of the Winds. Oh, got it. Got it. (laughs) Not writing. Yeah. Not writing the third book of a trilogy. Instead... For a week. 
not writing. For a whole week, we got to see him all the time he's at the bar. He's on a damn cruise. Yeah, he's on a cruise. He's sitting did by the you, Did you go up? Panels. Did you talk to him? No, that, I think he's been confronted enough. He doesn't like, need more of my beeswax. He doesn't need this. Right, right. Yeah, he, he, he doesn't need it. He, he, it's a, he honestly, uh, he, he doesn't need to know that I'm not a big fan of his books. Right, right. right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe he does. <laughs> Maybe he's listening the, right now. Yeah. That's Excuse the jolt he'll need. Yeah, he is listening to the podcast. I mean, other people other people like them. I don't want to ruin other people's enjoyment of them. Right. Yeah. But well, my so, mom's a, a she's a, a writer as well, and like oh, yeah? yeah, published and yeah. um, kind of in the in the sci-fi uh, somewhat fa- fantasy. She co-wrote a, a Doctor Who book. Oh wow! Uh, oh. And, uh, and who is Mrs. Simon? Her name is uh, her name is Mrs. Simon. <laughs> Mrs. John Simon. Hey, Ma. Never, first Get out here. She's Ma back Simon. Here. Ma Simon. Yeah, Ma Simon. Um, I wanted to write under Ma Simon. Yeah. We already struggle with like women like, having to take the. I don't know. And then, but now you have to take the name of your son. That's yeah. how it uh, how it happens when you get older. What a curse for her. What's what's her book in her name? So her name. Let's is, plug her. Uh, is Kelly. Hale. Mm-hmm. Uh, she also makes amazing, like, uh, so, like, I kind of grew up, you know, in, I mean, born and raised in Portland, and uh, so, you know, my my parents were both, like, you know, creatives, uh, and so my... Explains the birds. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about the birds. Uh, I just turn into a bird tattoo. <laughs> Fly away. <laughs> um, but, yeah, my, so... You know, pretty much like my whole childhood, uh, up until I was about 16, uh, my mom was working on like, you know, her kind of life's work. And it was a um, a Sherlock Holmes novel called Erasing Sherlock Holmes. And it was basically, it was like a thousand pages. Wow. And, um, and it was all, uh, it was like a time travel kind of book where like, Moriarty's actually from the future. And it's actually all through the perspective of um Sherlock Holmes is uh handmaid or the or like chambermaid or okay. somebody who works at his like property. One of his servants. Yes. yes. And she is actually from the future sent by uh Moriarty to like spy on him and it's like they're trying to like erase him from oh. history basically. Wow. Incredible book. Uh I'm gonna read it, Mom. I swear to God. No. Uh <laughs> but um no I have <laughs> we'd read that. That would be a thing I that would, we would read. Yeah. And so well yeah and so kind of what happened was uh, when I was sixteen, um this was uh you know I'm thirty five so this was yeah almost twenty years ago. Um, there was, uh, this was before Amazon, before like Kindle, anything like that. Uh, she won this national contest and it was like a huge deal, uh, for this company called publishing online. And it was this like new company, like I guess startup back in the day. And she won, you know, like 10, $15,000 in like a publishing contract. And then, uh, seemingly that company, cause it was kind of before the time of, you know, um, like internet and yeah yeah kind of, sure so it pretty much went belly up right away and oh. then they still own the rights to it so then what ended up happening was right. like she had to like it i mean it basically was like a six seven hundred page book that got like edited down to about 250 Ooh. um but yeah i mean that was definitely uh kind of one of the more right she has four more books 
uh, that she could do, she could make it a series. She could make it a series. Yeah. yeah. So, mom, yeah. I know you're listening. This is how yeah. she keeps tabs on me. But. Right. <laughs> Take the other 750 pages and 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 do three sequels, please. Yes, please. Because uh, I am in a constant rereading mode of a Sherlock Holmes uh, reimagining of Sherlock Holmes series right now. Oh, yeah. Really? By, by a woman named it? Sherry Thomas, who um, writes. If Sherlock Holmes were a woman in Victorian England uh, oh. from the upper classes, um, what would her life be like? And as you can imagine, uh, as we all know, Sherlock Holmes slightly on the spectrum, little a little bit of a spectrum, yeah. little little internal dialogue going on. Yeah, yeah. And so this woman is like, her parents are like, "Well, you have to get married." And she's like, "I'm not really suited." For any sort of roommate situation at all, here we are back to roommates. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Nice. and uh, anyway, but it's fascinating, and it's such a, uh, it's a. Your mom might enjoy it, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Um, Sherry Thomas, the uh, Lady Sherlock series, or something like that. The first one is called uh, Scarlet. Uh, it's like Scarlet Woman kind of thing, oh. and uh, but it's also a play on the old Sherlock story with a, a letter, in, a letter in Scarlet. That's it. Yeah, because they also take. You know, I think that like didn't Sir Conan Arthur Doyle. Arthur Conan Doyle That's it. write uh, <laughs> write like four books and that was it and we have decided to create hundreds and hundreds, hundreds. of things yeah. for wow. stories. Yeah. Is that true? I think so. There's been a lot. There's been a lot more riffing on his work than there actually is work. <laughs> he just opened it up to a good riff. You know he, what I mean? He did. He did. The, was it like the word progenitor of like the mystery genre, right? Or just kind like of. the crime solving genre? I th- certainly one of the most popular ones right. of that time. I think right, there were like others of that. Epic ones like Frankenstein creating oh, the monster right. genre. Yeah. And and uh, him creating the sort of d- detective genre, right. yeah. and I think Georgette Heyer creating like the historical romance genre, yeah. and it's uh, kind of weird. Another writer that we could turn you on to um, uh, oh, is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we can tell. Okay, calm down. <laughs> you just laughed at your own fucking yeah, joke. You, know, like, ah, you guys, you guys. <laughs> yeah, we're not at home. Okay, remember we're not at home. Okay. Turn it down. Oh, my God. That's so funny. <laughs> Glenn, so what's the book you're thinking? Well, Glenn Cook has a series of fantasy novels where you're, the main character is a detective in a fantasy world. Oh. So uh, you can get that. You can get your detective stories and your fantasy stories nice. all in one thing. I well, there's like- a cyberpunk guy and the F- Ford guy, too. Oh, right? Jasper or- Ford. 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 He's got a lot of F's in his name. He's Welsh. Oh, nice. uh, so, uh, yeah, but there's a bunch of uh, halfway decent fiction going on. Over here, she's but pointing. She's pointing yeah, at our bookshelf. It's a nice book collection. Yeah, yeah. This is this is all right. We got more these, there. The, more these are there. the ones we're willing to publicly talk about. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The ones that are in this public room, and then uh, buried in. Uh, I have drawers and drawers of romance novels. There. Yeah. These are the I, trophy books right here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, basically, basically. It's like yeah. we got Aeschylus over here. Anybody? It's uh, we got some ancient Greek. Oh, that's great. Uh, that's all the fancy stuff, and then uh, yeah. then I'm buried out there some Stephanie Lawrence. Oh. Anyway, stuff that I can touch myself to. Later. So. I guess this is a <laughs> but this is a good segue. I feel like you're an expert on a lot of this stuff because you've been doing the Dork Forest, which is a podcast about for 13 like, years. 13 yeah, yeah, years. this is the 13th year. Wow, yeah. right. is it not more now? 2006. Okay, yeah, all right. So, which is weird because that's when we got married. 14, then. and I feel like almost almost 14 years. It'll be uh, 14 years in September. Right, it's, it was a September to September. I don't know really what I'm. Uh, I, I just put 13 years. It's sort of like there's like people are like what happened? Did it happen in '97 or '96? And I'm like, I don't know. I was drunk. Leave me alone. <laughs> and uh, so the um, late '90s, all drunk. Right. It was just I was like uh, so 
so yeah, so it's been 13 years, and I interview people about what they love, you know, right. and I, and every time there's a game episode, Andy Ashcraft is like, "May I also be on this game?" <laughs> Have you jumped board in a games? Lot on the? Not a lot. Once in a while, um, yeah. maybe two or three times a year. Not even May, that. Not I think even. I think maybe I've done it two or three times overall. Maybe at five. Maybe but 15, yeah, not very but, many. They're like super small handful of of, yeah. of them that I've jumped in, that I've been in on. Um, my friend Robert Hurt, who uh, 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 works up at um, JPL on like making like visualizing what stars look like and what planets look like. Yeah. Um, he's All these a, new he, planets we're talking about. Yeah, here. but he's a, he's a so huge planets. Star Trek um, and science fiction yeah. spaceship. Dork. Yeah, and so we came on to talk about like the evolution of the design of spaceships over right. like on television on over television, the last of yeah. like forty years. Oh, it, that's fascinating. Uh, yeah, yeah it was super interesting. And I'm like, kid, I want to be on part. I want to be part of that. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. When I was a kid, like uh, Star Trek was the only thing that I recognized as a spaceship. Uh, so when there was like, you know, like Babylon Five and like all these other yeah. shows, I was like, well, that's not right. <laughs> it doesn't look like the Enterprise. What's going on here? Um, but that's so cool. I mean, like, can you tell us a little bit about your? So you're a game designer. Yeah, you're so a teacher. I mean, I'm a I'm a game designer and uh, and I teach game design and writing for games mm-hmm. um, at New York Film Academy. Um, and is this like is this like board games and video it's, games? It's all of it. Yeah, board games, video games. Um, uh, so you know, I my first love of games was Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, uh, you know, back when I was a thirteen the year old. The original RPG. The original RPG, and and that sort of led into a bunch of other games, and that led into more games, and mm-hmm. then I got a, a degree in in design, visually like graphic design at UCLA, and that but that led just more into games. Yeah, and I ended up um, getting work in the video game design world. And so was it Dreamcast that, first? Second? No, no, that was actually like third. Oh, it that was, was third. Okay, yeah, it was second. like oh. it was. There were CD-ROMs before then. Oh, that's remember right. CD-ROMs? I do. I, I mean, I remember when the first uh, <laughs> Doom came out on All right. the, on the like computer in like '94 or something, and I was like, yeah. So in '97, like, like my first, the first big game that I that I really worked on came out. It was a CD-ROM game, a fantasy game actually. What was uh, it? Based on. It was called Return to Crondor, okay. and it was a fantasy RPG uh, computer game uh, based on a series of novels by Raymond Feist, which are also very good, by the way. Um, you write this down, MK? <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot of reading to do, okay? You and I have a lot. I have a lot of reading to do through you. Yeah. So. And then that led to Dreamcast, and then the Dreamcast led to PlayStation. Yeah. And then, Sony, yeah. And then, and then uh, and I was working at THQ when the economy collapsed in 2008, 2009. Which and that's like, when I started my, my freelance business. That's and when you started your business? Yeah. I don't know if, the, if I'm conjuring this from any weird spot in my mind, but wasn't the video game industry weirdly kind of okay throughout the, or was it really bad for the, it, the it, economy? It was, well, it depends on where you worked. So right. the place I worked for, THQ, which is out, um, out in Agoura, was like one of these sort of mid-sized companies mm-hmm. that um, wasn't big enough to just ride it out, like EA or Activision or one of these yeah. big, big giant companies. But it was also too big to, um, uh, to like shrink down to a, something oh, right, that could, right, right. could... So it just... They needed to be able to borrow money from the banks, and the banks weren't lending money, and, right. and that was it. Yeah. 
I I do know this fact. So I worked at Sony as a tour guide for two years. And okay. We always talked about how the video game industry has surpassed the movie industry in like annual like net revenue yeah. or something. Like, it's yeah. insane how it's like, much. Like 10 years ago it passed yeah, it, right? It's crazy. And we had one of the sound stages at Sony, which was pretty much just used for scoring. It was the Barbara Streisand scoring stage. And usually, awesome. you know, it's where Spielberg would do a lot of the scores for like Jurassic Park and some of the bigger like the score for E.T. was done in there, there was a video game that just like rented it out to do their very like electronic kind of like just cool. normal video game score that they were doing. Beep, pop, boop. Yeah. Eight, eight bit? yeah. yeah. We need a whole sound stage. We got to do. And a lot of it's, a lot of it's orchestral now. Like they, yeah. like, like uh, when I was working at, at Sony PlayStation, those were all, you know, those big AAA titles and they spent a lot of yeah. money and they the spent. The God of War series? Yeah, and we the... were like, we were, um, like we we'd hire these film composers to like compose these scores, and then they and they were like, all right, well we need an orchestra. And we're like, all right, let's find them an orchestra. And it's like, oh, here's one in Prague. Let's go to Prague and record this with the with the <laughs> wow. with the city or the city Prague orchestra. It's yeah. like it's it's crazy. That's like, nuts. but those are I mean it's awesome too, right? Yeah, I mean it's, it's truly as somebody who kind of I mean I I think I came you know we're we're both the same age, and I think we kind of you know grew up right before you know, uh, video games really became like a house that like everyone had them, but, yeah. you know, kind of raised that way. And it's, I mean, it's just so, I mean, you're not a big yeah, gamer. Yeah, I mean, it was, but, a, but a big gamer it was more, so more. fast too. It was like, like five or 10 years earlier than that. It was like, hey, maybe Georgian accounting has a good Scots accent. You yeah. know, it was like, it was totally like that <laughs> yeah. kind of, those kind of productions. That's and it so went funny. from that to like, all right, we're going to spend a million dollars on the score. But it's yeah. still, isn't the industry still pretty democratic in that like, like there's always there's I know my brother's really into he's a programmer and he's just really into like seeing the new stuff that people are creating at the very like kind of nuts and bolts level yeah like well because how open shop. source it is yeah mean, or yeah that's and that's come about largely because of iPhone yeah so um, mm-hmm. iPhone and then uh, a, a company called Unity started creating this platform that you can just like you could get it and you yeah. can mar- you can make games out of your house yeah. and it became and it democratized the whole thing before that it had gotten into these like oh no you, you can't jump in unless you've got 20 million dollars yeah um but then Wait, like th- the iphone came along a whole bunch of people started making really inexpensive games out of their garages that were making money and a yeah. lot of people and facebook too facebook games at the you know right, there was right. a brief shining moment of, that of jelly car gold. was that a phone one or a yeah that was a phone one, one. yeah that was a a, 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 a a mobile game made by this guy that worked at Disney on his free time. Yeah. And, uh, well, even like angry birds, right? Like that was a pretty small operation. Yeah. That was a very, that a was while. like a two or three guys. And, and yeah. And that was one of the dollar. best movies of all yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm sorry. I was, I was thinking flappy birds. Angry birds was, was a company. Um, there was a, that, that was probably a team of like 10 or 12 people that yeah. made that, but they had made like 140 games before that too. Right. So they were real. Yeah. But they the jelly real. car guy, he had, he, was he wasn't guy, even, right. he wasn't even in game. Was he? No, no he, he was. He was. He was translating because he was. He's multilingual. Okay. And he was basically translating games into, uh, I think, Japanese. Uh, What's that guy's name? Who think? isn't doing um, that? <laughs> <Yeah>. Scott. <laughs> no. Uh, I'll, I'll think so of it. Sorry. I'll think of it before the end of the. 
Yeah. Yeah. Super nice guy. And the name of the game is Jelly Car, and it's 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 like remember in Angry Birds where you're you're trying to get the physics right and it never is. Yeah. Jelly Car was slightly. It was just bound. It's like a, it's a you're driving a car made out of Jello. Yeah. Right? I, I think I played Jelly yeah. Car. It's yeah, pretty. Yeah. Awesome. Sounds like one of my dreams. <laughs> it was very dreamlike. Yeah. Yeah. Simon actually had Jello in the car on the way over here. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's so cool. Narc. Yeah. And uh, I mean, Jackie, I've like. I've seen you around for for years and uh, decades. I've been doing this decades. Yeah, yeah. and like you and uh, you know, oh, oh have to so go out of a club hanger. You actually got me that. time. I got you that time. You. I was. I saw it in your eyes that you were excited, and I was. Excited yeah, you saw you. that I was excited to yeah. talk about something. <laughs> All right, we'll be right uh. back, guys. Mates for Life listeners, this is your boy M.K. Paulson, and I'm coming at you today with a cooking segment, and specifically, how to brine a chicken. Uh, basically, guys, it's pretty simple. All you have to do is, while you're in high school, work at a fried chicken restaurant uh, and learn that brine is really just salt, water, herbs, and some other stuff mixed together and put on a chicken overnight. Uh, then... Fast forward several years, you're going to record a podcast at your friend Jackie and Andy's place. And after the podcast is done, they're going to take you into the backyard and give you a bunch of the fresh herbs that they have in their garden. The entire world's on lockdown because of coronavirus, and you have all these herbs in your fridge. So you're going to use them to make a brine with salt and water after you manically go to the grocery store and realize the only thing that they have available for you right now is a whole chicken. You're going to buy that whole chicken, you're going to take it home, you're going to use your expertise from having worked in a chicken restaurant in high school, gather the herbs that your friend Jackie gave you, mix them with salt and water, put it in the fridge, and brine that chicken overnight, then take it out the next day. Mmm, it's going to smell great, but you're going to realize, wow, I've really been on a long path to make this chicken. And that's Cooking with MK. Bon appetit! are hilarious. I mean, I'm wiping away a single tear. I'm I'm, I'm wiping away three. Three tears? (laughs) Tears I'm laughing so hard. Well, you're a murderer. (laughs) I didn't mean to hit you. I'm so sorry. Well, Well, you deserved it. It it did feel good, so that was... Yeah. It was a hell of a story, you guys. (laughs) A hell of a story. Glad we got that on tape. Oh, no, we didn't. Okay. Um, So what, we were just in a cliffhanger? We were in a cliffhanger. Simon was about to... uh, Showering praise. Yeah, showering praise. Uh, Yeah, so I, I mean, I guess, you know, I have... Yeah, you're... Uh, a phenomenal comedian, yeah, and um, you know, always someone who uh, thank you, who kind of you know, I I think there's there's a lot of you know really funny people, but I think you know comedians that kind of go about it the right way, and like I always oh. I always like looked at at you and mm-hmm. uh, some others. Um, this is an interesting way of saying I, you went about it the right way. You're from Portland, he's from Austin. Your version of what the right way stand up comedy is yeah. like, yeah, don't don't become fabulously wealthy or famous. But uh, <laughs> you have but, to be, yeah, you have to be honor your art form. But I did I did decide like 15 or 16 years ago to have a whole life where yeah. um, I don't know that uh, if I would have decided to become rich and famous mm-hmm. um, that that would have been a different decision and I would have done that this seemed uh, hard as well as to have a whole life but it also um, do you mean that in the sense like have a relationship yeah have a like have a home have a like not feel like you have I mean like 
Like I have to be rich and famous. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, and, and plus, by the way, we are rich. This is fabulously wealthy. We yeah. uh, own a house. Beautiful. And, right, right. Uh, I mean, that's a, and I bought two pairs of these the, shoes. That is the literal dream. I mean, yeah. like, you yeah. know, with your yeah. art and, you know, I mean, both of you guys yeah, yeah. are artists. And I For think sure. that is like, I mean, that truly does not get better than just being able to have a place, have plenty of shelter. A delicious car. coffee. Mm-hmm. Right, delicious coffee. There's gas in the tank. Yeah. Uh, there's the food in the right kitchen. Now. There's but chocolate also, on the table. I feel like, especially comedians that are kind of at our um, MK and Mines sort of like uh, year mark. I, How I'm long at, are you guys in? I'm, I'm about eight years. Yeah. Oh, early yeah, okay. days yet, man. Yeah, I think I'm hitting nine in yeah. like May or the summer. And, or and so for me, you know, like, uh, you know, because I, I still go to open mics, you know, a couple times a week mm-hmm. if I'm not, you know, I yeah, use it to like, supplement time, shows. Yeah. yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and just kind of like to like us at those mics, we're like the seasoned vets, yeah. you know, but like I'm just now learning like just now going on the road and like doing, you know, hour long sets and it's a whole and I feel like eight years is like mm-hmm. not too early to be doing that, but it's no. like just the right time where you're like, oh, yeah, OK, now I'm still learning how to do it. But it's like, well, but to and, the and, open mic, you know, three years in, they're just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. we And well, except for the open micers who think that they should be doing headline stuff a yeah. year and a half in. Exactly. Which is a, a different vibe but um but eight years in i mean you gotta learn how to do the road and yeah and the only way to do it is to do it obviously yeah and i read that book grit by angela duckworth i don't and it's like i don't know there's kind of some people have different opinions about it but one of the i read that book too is it by proxy yeah by me and uh (laughs) i'm about to read that book in the next minute and a half yeah tell me about it it is like but one of the things she does talk about is that it's like really people that that are experts in a field oftentimes don't really think that they're an expert or they realize how much they don't know about what they're working on. And I feel like I've got, I am in this point in comedy where I'm like, Oh, it's, I like, there's, I still just have no idea. I'm like, I feel like I'm just throwing everything against the wall. And I'm like, and that inspires you to write. Yeah, so that yeah. there's absolutely nothing wrong. Right. There's no way to know everything about everything. Right. right. Yeah. And, and, and 25 years in my game design career now, and I'm still like having these like, like realizations, like oh my god, oh yeah. that's why that works that way, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, yeah, and that is why that works yeah. that way. <laughs> and is it that way, or will it be a different? Will five years from now you're like, it actually only works that way sometimes? Look right. how or else it, it works. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes it's just a lens, right? A lens right. for like looking at the stuff and going, oh, I see, like you yeah. know, and and you just look, like you find you a, a new, new lens facet. to look at the yeah. stuff. And you're yeah. like, oh, I can, I can totally, I can totally get now why that's a, a thing. Yeah. And I kind of mentioned this to you, Jackie, continuing with Simon's praise. You were the first person that I hosted like a major weekend at a club for in oh, Austin Cap at Cap City. Yeah. And I think it was God, they it's been like five or again. six years ago, but I think it was you were doing like the New Year's Eve. We were doing the oh, do you remember I did that? New Year's Eve there. Yeah. yeah that it's been was a while. wild. Yeah. Wait, what happened at no, New it's Year's always it, New Year's Eve is just dumb, right? Yeah, yeah. it yeah. is dumb. <laughs> but they they did a show that was like they had like a ten thirty show, and yeah. literally like you had to close out the set. And you're like, well, I think I'm supposed to do the countdown. Or yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> Can we count. Do you guys, what do we have count? to do? Like, do we have to do this? <laughs> Stand up comedy is so weird for when things are happening. Like they'll turn off like a playoff basketball oh, game. Yeah. And they're like, oh, the comedy's gonna start. Oh no, I know there's four minutes left. We're just gonna turn it yeah. off. You're not gonna. 
going to be mad or anything. And (laughs) this is an example of that. Yeah, because I didn't come to this sports bar to watch a game. I came to watch some stand-up comedy. I had, I think this is a really good example of that. I had Tig Notaro's Twitter account. You know how Tig passed it around? I had her Twitter account. Guess what day? Uh, The first Tuesday of November 2016. Oh, Christ. Wow. (laughs) Which was a really fun day to have that Twitter account until it wasn't. Until about the returns came in. That was the day Donald Trump was elected. Right. And I had Tig's Twitter account that day. Yeah. uh, Lori and I, Lori was like, let's do a live episode of the Jackie and Lori show on election night. And I was like, this is a terrible idea. Yes. Yeah. That's uh, when we, lo- we all lost our elections. Yeah. We, oh, that's right. It was like, you had a, <laughs> when Obama was elected, <laughs> the day of, the, of Obama's election in 2008, all day long, Andy would come say, I am having a raging election. <laughs> I am having a raging all day long. Yeah. Every two uh, hours. Uh, I'd be like, yeah. you know, after four hours, you should see somebody. Yeah. And, <laughs> I haven't had an election since 2016. Yeah. <laughs> Permanently gone. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, I, so when you when I hosted for you, I, sh- I should also tell you this. I was so excited to be hosting for you. I downloaded at least one, maybe two of your albums. Mm-hmm. And through the years, that's like uh, so many of your tracks still just come up. Oh, because I'm like, shuffle. shuffle. Oh, yeah. that's and nice. I, I think that's actually a great way to listen to comedy because you're like, you'll get some music and then you'll get three minutes of comedy and then music and then three minutes of comedy. And I remember... It was the bread album that okay. I had. That, well, it was called. Um, it's it, never it, going to be bread. It's never going to be bread. And you talked about how you guys had just gotten married, or you'd gotten married, yep. and you married a video game designer. That's right. him right there. That's wow. you. And That's it's me. so fun to be here that I could hey. put all of this together. You can put a and, face to that joke. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> and yeah, you and, said uh, you and be, about sixteen other jokes that she does about me. It's flattering. It is. It is. I'm is right. beating it at the at the worst difficulty level or the hardest difficulty level do you remember this joke it's like asking a joke from two albums ago probably um, but a, something about a difficulty level yeah, in a joke he, I just I don't I remember your that voice joke saying, you're like and oh about the hardest difficulty level or so, which is the hardest difficulty I don't know anyway that should be a punchline that's yeah. a great punchline somebody use that yeah. they gotta bring it back <laughs> <laughs> I mean so uh so you guys have been living here for a long time. You've been living yep. in L.A. Right. We, we met in 2003, and we moved in together in 2004. 2004. Right. Oh, wow. And then we married in 2006. Right. So we were doing the devil's work for two how, years. Do I, how did you guys meet? <laughs> Online. Over the interwebs. Oh. Yeah. It was... Um, she put a, out a shingle. I... I, I answered that. I answered <laughs> I was, the call. I was hoping that there was like you'd met in like a Dungeons and Dragons game or something. We we could have met in any number. We it's, have several. It's true. We have some we have, friends. Weirdly, we had friends in common. Yeah, yeah. Um, that we didn't know yeah. that we had friends in common and until he, we met. He was living two miles from me. Like we wow. lived two miles from each other. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. It was yeah. like uh, I had a day job. My last day job was at a closed captioning company where I just I was the. Um, the admin person, like essentially, which now just, we're all doing on our own videos. <laughs> right? Oh my god! And uh, yeah. the, uh, but I never did any captioning. But one of his best friends from college yep. uh, worked at this uh, closed captioning company, and she would invite me to her parties, and I never could go because I was always on the road. But th- um, they knew each; th- they had known each other for twenty years. Yeah, right? yeah, or yeah. And, and and she used to throw parties, and. There was any number of times that we could have met at one of these parties that either yeah. like you didn't go to or I didn't go to or right. that we I you you left early to go do a set or whatever and so we just never ended up meeting. Oh. 
Yeah, and then Shit's you also went to college with um, Chris Hardwick. Right. And Josh DiDonato. Right. And um, so there's like a thousand people that we both knew in common. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's wild. Or three. Or three people. Well, so Either you guys have been living or... together now for... Yeah, oh, these many 16, years. almost any, six, any interesting 16. roommate stories. Oh, Anything? right, right. Well, I mean, uh, I guess you've had to live with my with my comic book collection. That was is... terrifying. <laughs> Quite honestly, when we first moved in, he hired movers, and the comic books kept coming in, and he and literally thousands it's of like comic books boxes, car. and it felt like a bit of a it's thing. like the letters to Santa Thirty Fourth <laughs> Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 But it. he must have saw my face because at like the like the third hall, or fifth hall, or seventh hall or whatever he goes seriously you won't even see him you won't even see him i've got this i bought the better the frame of my bed is high so we could fit most of them underneath the bed mm-hmm. and and so it's it's true for the most part do you see any comic books uh, boxes out here i don't actually very amazing right <laughs> i've been looking We've learned how to make couches out of them. And <laughs> yeah. he has a That's actually a, it's like a an milk original crate. issue of Spider-Man. <laughs> the couch that MK's sitting on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did what, were you like DC, Marvel? What are you? Mostly Marvel. Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mostly Marvel. Uh, yeah, a lot of X-Men. X-Men. A lot of X-Men until, until the mid-90s when mm. they convinced me that I no longer needed... To know what was happening in X Men, yeah, and then Did they I was push sort of you out. Away? Yeah, kind of. I sort of felt. I, I sort of felt pushed away. Honestly, that's what the X Men um, always do. And, uh, push away. How did you feel about the X Men animated series that you got when you bought a pizza from Pizza Hut? So, so that, that's what turned me out of the X Men. And wait, I what never, are you talking about? That's you can actually watch it on Disney Plus now. That X Men well, yeah. series that's animated. But they were all yeah. on. I remember watching those cartoons it was Saturday like Saturday morning. morning. It was Saturday morning cartoons, but it was in the '90s, and I was at this point already in college. And I didn't yeah. really have time, right? Yeah, to to watch a lot of cartoons. Yeah, that was we're, before. Were this we talking adult about animation. like mm. we were talking about like it's like very the undertone in that cartoon. It's like like have you come out to your parents about oh, yeah. being a mutant? Oh yeah, well that's X-Men but that's so been the undertone for the X Men since the get go. Yeah, is that since right? The oh, late yeah, 60s, yeah, yeah. Your 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 powers don't don't you don't start getting your powers until you turn you hit puberty yeah uh, mm-hmm. and then people hate you because you're different and weird yeah it's like alright mm-hmm. what is this about it's an analogy for homosexuality <laughs> yeah. yeah and, I, and it was game. from the get right it was from the get <laughs> oh well, there you go yeah, yeah. I connected yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah I came good. home, saw you connected. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, okay, you're not in your room. <laughs> yeah, this is I my love, TV. I love the idea that I don't understand. All right, anyway. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I guess you know, because now that they're all on Disney Plus, and it's kind of yeah. like, and I didn't, you know, when I was like. Because I think that came out, I think it was like 10 or 11 or something, and mm-hmm. I didn't make those connections. But now, I mean, it's not subtle. It's not subtle. No. But I do think that is why I really love the X-Men. I yeah. remember those, like, yeah, essentially that coming out stories. Yeah, yeah for sure. They're, yeah, they're, they're, it's representation before yeah. there was any representation. But then they it's also just cool. end up sending the kids to a special school. Like, um, <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Conversion <laughs> therapy yeah. school. Yeah. We don't love you. I guess you have to leave, Jubilee. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so comic books. So you've been able to hide the comic books pretty well. Pretty well. Yeah. Pretty well. 
Uh, yeah. if, if you search, you'll find them. You'll but find uh, them. you don't uh, have to. You don't have to search too hard. Right, and of yeah. course, you know, fifteen years later, we've we've amassed you know another that, ten 000. another ten thousand comic books. What about are we all over Magic the Gathering, folks? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. I um I play once in a while, and I every time a new set comes out, I buy a handful of packs yeah. just to see what they're doing with the with the new yeah. what the new idea is. Yeah, they always have yeah. A new yeah. Idea. this time we're going to Asia. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I I learned how to play Magic the Gathering at a comedy club in minneapolis minnesota in 1993 yeah. maybe that was, that was first year 93 93 because the guy who booked the comedy club was a huge magic the gathering guy wow. and i was like what are you interested in allow me <laughs> yeah. to also be interested in this <laughs> yeah plus i do love games so yeah. it, it, was, yeah. it wasn't yeah, hard but he built my first decks and yeah i bought cards and it was it ended up being Supposedly super cool he was inspired simon by multnomah falls he Multnomah went, Falls. Yeah, what? in um in Portland. Yeah, he's from. He went to no- Multnomah Falls, and he had this idea for. He's like, oh, what about a card game? But it like just continuously expands, and it is kind of like a combination of a card game, but also a collection. Do those wow. falls continually expand? I mean, no. I don't know. What. <laughs> <laughs> this guy must have been on some wacky yeah. tobacco or something. That might have been in a Malcolm Gladwell book or something. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so wasn't some the, dubious fact. Wasn't the uh, the Simpsons guy, wasn't he also from Portland? Yeah. And, yeah. The, and the color is the same color of the sky in Portland oh. in the Simpsons, supposedly? Huh. That may, I mean, that makes sense. All the, I mean, pretty much all the characters' names are... Um, <coughs> Excuse me, based on uh, streets in Portland. So, like oh. Flanders, uh, I guess not Mr. Couch? S- yeah, Couch. <laughs> uh, yeah. Homer. No. Apu. Uh, <laughs> Apu, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is, uh, you know, can't That's do great. that one anymore. But. Yeah. Well, so, did you, Jackie, do you have any interesting stories of up and co- being an up and coming comic in the 90s and any oh, crazy there's, roommates? There's so. I mean, the weird thing about stand-up and and roommate situations is that you're forced to have a new roommate every week when you first start doing the road uh, because you have to stay in these things that are uh, ambitiously called comedy condos. Comedy condo, yeah. They are shitty apartments that clubs purchase that someone died in. There are stories that are really great. They're like surprisingly incredible. There's a couple. The the Comedy Works one Yeah, the Denver one I've heard is great. I did the... I featured at the comedy store in La Jolla not too long ago, and apparently that they have a comedy condo literally on La Jolla, like on the beach. Well, the out. Skyline Comedy Club in Appleton, Wisconsin. Yeah, um, that guy was so it was super funny because his mom cleaned it, and if his mom complained about it at all, you never worked again. Wow. Yeah, and um, and she put up plastic runners through all the house where people would walk, so that it was easier to clean and it wouldn't ruin the carpets. And, <laughs> That's uh, such a Wisconsin thing. And it was three. It was three rooms. This apartment. It was actually maybe a a house, and um, and so the headliners room is always the biggest room. Mm-hmm. It has the best alarm clock, and uh, and it's usually important. it's only TV. Yeah. The only one that has its uh, its own TV. The feature room is usually just a box, but it has a bed and a door. And the MC, if there is an MC room, um, usually doesn't have a door. It used to be a pantry and has beads. And um, <laughs> Or the MC will sleep on the couch in the living room. Yeah. And um, the one I did in S- uh, South Carolina, there was a... Uh, 
it was it was a golf town and a golfing community in South Carolina, and on the beach on the ocean. Yeah. And um, the two other comics, the MC and the headliner, I was featuring. So I had the feature room, and these two guys would not stop partying. And I was like, okay, it's one. I'm drunk. I'm done. Yeah, uh, I'm going to bed. Yeah. It was also really expensive because South Carolina used to only sell liquor in airplane bottles in those tiny air, and they were all four oh. bucks a pop. It was very very expensive, and so. But I went to my room and I passed out. Uh, but I put uh, a, I locked my door and I put a chair in front of it because I knew that they were assholes, and uh, so I go to sleep. And uh, at three in the morning, they got pots and pans outside the window and my door, and they're banging them, going, "Come on and fucking party!" And I was like. You guys are such assholes. I can't possibly be party. <laughs> oh my god! And I was like, thank God I locked the door, and I hope yeah. that they don't, you know, because they would, you know, there's always some creepy dude who's yeah. like, we're trapped in this condo for a week. Let's just fuck. Uh, and you're like, uh, no, that's actually not a good pickup line. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. weird. <laughs> They're like, I, 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 I feel exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and kids like fanning himself. Go out, no. Out. <laughs> Right. So much effort. Thanks so much. (laughs) uh, Right. So, I mean, that's the kind of weird condo. But there's a new condo that I just heard about. So the Tucson Comedy Club, Tucson Laughs, um, is has traditionally always had an apartment. And um, for about three or four years, it was a, a glorious time mm-hmm. when we all got to stay in La Quintas. And now <laughs> the manager... The glitz and glamour. <laughs> the glitz and glamour of the La Quinta. And, but I guess um, they are now putting the headliners and features up at Hoodie's old apartment. Gary Hood was a comic, and he also worked at the club. Sweetest guy in the world. Always wanted to have him on the dork forest. He freaking loved pencils. I'm not even kidding. Are you serious? Pencils, like a, a, a number I don't know two why pencil. Because so it's weird. Because it's fucking weird. Yeah. yeah. And they're really nice pencils. I've still got some that he gave me. Ticonderoga. That's the brand. Ew. Anyway, uh, but he uh, he died, and he died in that apartment. And um, and so the club owner has kept the apartment and the furniture. And so you get a chance to live where Hoodie died. And uh, wow. and I was like, I don't want to live. There, a, there should be like a picture in memoriam on the wall. Of, I bet there is. I haven't worked I in since. A shrine, a shrine right in front of the door. Yeah. As soon as you walk in, it's like Oh, uh, there's Hoodie with pencils. Yeah. Little pencil holder. <laughs> and uh, Sharpeners. Floating <laughs> pencils just sometimes, you know. Right, because of his ghost. Yeah, right. it's haunted. Um, yeah. It's little, little, one of those little boxes, little, little pencils that you can sharpen. Oh, right, right. Like that, sharpen oh. a pencil for hoodie. Oh. <laughs> uh, I want to hear, so, so before we got into this, you mentioned, you see like, oh, should we tell him the sword story? Oh, you have a, you have an old roommate who yeah, was a mess. Yeah, so... Uh, Ooh, here. Uh, <laughs> and we I do have a, a bit of a sword story ourselves. I've had, so, uh, I had great roommates mm-hmm. uh, through through all, all of college. So they're they're really still really close friends of mine, um, uh, except for one year. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Um, don't, don't, there's don't. always one had, year. Uh, yeah. there's, there was one year uh, <laughs> that I had. Um, it was myself and this other guy, and we were sharing like the, the, this master room, and then mm-hmm. and then this gal that we knew she, uh, had the had the other room in a two bedroom apartment, and um, uh, the other guy had a had a, a day a night shift at a job that he was mm-hmm. working, and so he was so we were everybody was sort of off schedule, right? Right. Um, and so constant constant drama between the two roommates about like 
when it's okay to have noise, when it's not okay to have noise, how much noise is okay, what 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 things make noise. Yeah. <laughs> it was just it was just too much noise. It was just too much noise. Um, but at one point, um, I wish you had told them when they could argue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're like a mediator. Uh, you like, get two to mm, four. You get four to six. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, um, but at one point, so my friend and, and this other guy were. Um, uh, he he had bought a new TV, new sound system, mm-hmm. checking it out, uh, cranking it up. Uh, there were, we we're gonna have a party later that night. We we're actually all three of us on board with this party. It was gonna be a, gonna be a party. Yeah. Um, they uh, they were you know, testing the sound system, seeing you know, and and she comes out of her. She's gotten mad in her room. Mm-hmm. She's gotten mad at the noise. Come out. She's got a katana, like a real live sword, like a katana katana. Right, right, right. And uh, uh, and she's genuinely mad. And she's genuinely mad. <laughs> oh wow, uh, that's terrible. Like, and it was sharpened and real. I don't know how sharp it was, but, but it was a real sword. Yeah, a real yeah. sword. Yeah, it's a real sword. Uh, don't know how sharp it was. Um, she's what? not trained. It's a so weapon. It's a, <laughs> yeah. Right. Electra did not walk out of the room. Okay. <laughs> right, right. Fair enough. Um, and, uh, oh, I was not there for this. So this oh, is, okay. I'm, I'm hearing the story from mm-hmm. her the next day. And where she said, you know, it's like you have to turn this off. Or I'm gonna, uh, or, or, and, uh, and, and one of them laughs and makes a joke about like, well, if it's too loud, you're too old, and whatever, and, it, and like things escalated, right? Yeah. And she's telling me about this and how she stopped, you know, like she she won the argument by going and getting her sword. And <laughs> oh she's sort God. of, I mean, that's a, that's and a she's sort of proud movie. of this. Yeah. She's telling me this great this great story about how she won this argument by going and getting her sword. Yeah. And I had to say to this person, if you do that again, I'm calling the police. Because this is not cool. It's not cool. It's weird. I like pulled out my gun and everyone just like stopped arguing with me. (laughs) Yeah, it was. Yeah, you introduced a a weapon into the plot. Right. How long did you live with her after that? No, no. It was one year. Oh, right. Uh, It was one year and then. The three of you? As soon as that that lease was over, I was out. Out. Yeah, because katanas are not. You don't want to break a lease. (laughs) No. You can't use that katana to break a lease. Those no. things are ironclad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're not so, getting out of that. I man, that is crazy. The pencil is mightier than the katana. Oh, the, the sword. Yes. The sword. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is amazing. We have a sword story. We just had a sword in our apartment for. Yeah, is this a story or we just a have sword. a sword? We just have a sword. So our sure. previous roommates. <laughs> Who doesn't? Is yeah. this a story? Is this a story? <laughs> yeah. That's the new name of the... Is this a story? Question mark. Offshoot. Here's the clip. Yeah. Well, the, well, because like the we live in a four-bedroom townhouse-style apartment, and it's kind of been this, like care, I guess, caravan of like rotating roommate comedians. Yeah. The people that originally lived there did a lot of sketches. Mm, sure. Love it. Sketch comedy. That's what you want. You want to live with a lot of props in the house. Uh, <laughs> but somehow they got... I kind of like, do, actually. Just actually I mean, I'm, not, I'm being he sincere. Does. Yeah. They kind of stopped like being like a cohesive... Like, I think at one point the apartment was very like, we were all friends, we all do stuff. And then it got to a point where it's like, the living room was just a storage area and everybody went straight to their rooms. Oh, oh right, right. And right, so right. when they moved so, out, yeah. we just had all this stuff. Like They, they didn't take all their crap? They didn't. Dude. They just kind of abandoned it and... Yeah. 
it's an, like even the show I run. I forgot that you had that sword. I want that on display now. I think it's in my closet. I want to hang I it. Maybe recycle. Yeah. yeah, we'll hang it up. Yeah, Andy yeah. bought a pile of swords once. Remember the pile of swords? There was a the <laughs> so um, how much a pile of swords go for? Well, uh, a lot less expensive than you would think. Uh, <laughs> they it should was, cost more. They were prop swords from Xena Warrior Princess. Oh, Whoa. and the, and after the show swords. was over, the the prop department just had this big sale. Yeah, and it was sort of it circulated through all my nerves friends yeah. and yeah, and so awesome. we all descended upon this place and just like you know pile of swords pile of scabbards pile of and then swords, you also a got pa- a, a, a pair of boots and right. uh, the, the spear the the centaur spear yeah Man. It be, that, oh it's in that corner it's in that you corner. can see you can the top see of it, it. Poking up the oh i see it yeah Ooh, we got to get a picture with that oh yeah yeah sure uh <laughs> mk's writing down I, notes. I feel like pile of swords great name for an episode i think that's the episode of that pile yeah of swords. <laughs> pile, of swords. pile of swords is this a story <laughs> one, of the, one of the first gifts he gave me was sting right um the which is the sword of the, of the hobbit the, yeah yeah, yeah of, a, of, of bilbo's uh sword oh. and it lights up blue i think the battery might be dead oh probably but uh but and it's it. been on display ever and it makes a noise when you you hit things Ooh. Ching, ching, like ching, ching, ching. Like when are well, you gonna get me a sword <laughs> and, and, see, and, see the, to, yeah. and see that knife by type the picture of tiberius oh yeah oh. that uh carmen morales just brought me that from uh, toledo God. spain so oh. there's so a tradition she's awesome, a tradition right? of she, comics yeah, yeah. giving other comics swords that's great how have we not been closer friends you're just so great. carmen right carmen morales oh, yeah, yeah she's, uh, she's shout so out to carmen shout out to carmen that does bring us to our final segment what confrontation confrontation it's a confrontation it's a confrontation i hate you <laughs> but that I was forget. a pretty good one. That was a good ending. A yeah, good we're yeah. making it up every time. I, every time, it yeah. only gets better, guys. I think it's the apartment that you live in has really sketched you out. You oh, guys yeah. have seeped into your, oh, into your, in your. For sure, we've lost our. Minds. Yeah, we we lost it a while the, ago. Just the orchestra of sounds coming out of our appliances alone. <laughs> yeah, I mean our sink, our toilet, our fridge. But we can't confront that again. We've uh, confronted it too many. I times. went first last week. What do, what do you got? <sighs> I'm gonna confront you me <laughs> oh. i feel like i have to confront you it's been a while yeah it has been a while <laughs> a big old confrontation we'll be witnesses yeah. yeah yeah we're witnessing uh, yeah we're waiting what do you got you piece i'm of gonna crap. confront you about what <laughs> i so for this podcast uh-huh. we've had two mics uh-huh. and we've needed two more for a while uh-huh. and i finally convinced simon to order them which he paid for yeah which is very nice yeah it is Shout very out nice to simon. yeah and feel free to Venmo these guys, you guys. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we do have a Patreon. We do, yeah. yeah active we, Patreon. Yeah. We have a Patreon. Uh, theoretically, yeah. it's not. But yeah, actually... confront me about how I bought everything. <laughs> so, but then they were <laughs> delivered, and of course, our apartment, nothing actually gets delivered. No. And I was so Simon. We've just never gone and gotten. I kind of assumed Simon was going to do it. And then last night I asked, I was like, have you gotten those mics? He's like, no. And I was like, okay, could you get it? We probably need it for this episode today. And he's like, sure, you have to come with me. Yeah. And I was like, Simon, you can get the mics on your own. You don't need me to go along. That's your confrontation? That's confr- is that I bought <laughs> all the equipment. <laughs> you got to think of these beforehand. And, he, like, and you weren't willing to hold his hand through this yeah. process? Yeah. Also, I just, I, you know, I figured we'd be coming here right That's after. True. I wanted my friend. I also bought him a fucking Egg McMuffin. <laughs> you did. On the way here. You did. Well, that leads me to my confrontation. <laughs> gratitude. And that is all about gratitude. 
And how here's oh here's a great thing. I come home last night, and let me tell you, we're always pretty good about doing the dishes. Oh, and yeah. It's one of the better, as far as like multiple people living in a house. You know, we all do. We're we're pretty good. We're pretty tidy. Is it just um, the two of you, or are there more? There's Caleb and forty seven others. Yeah, forty seven. Okay. <laughs> the more successful I get, the more roommates I have. Uh, no, there are four total in the apartment. Here's my here's my uh, confrontation. It's not even about you. Uh, it should be, but it's not. Uh, casting directors, I got a bone to pick with you. I know I'm reading as a comedian, okay? Acting is hard. I've been studying it. I don't get how to do it. I talk in a way that is da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And I can't act, okay? So... You know, if you want to pay for it, they're very expensive. I don't know who I'm talking to. Mom, I'm confronting you. Mom, I've Are you been confronting plugging. Kevin James, the fact that he has an entire career based on yes. the fact that he got to do it. Why can't I? Okay, yeah. Okay, Mom, you're off the hook. Kevin James. Make some room for another fat, okay? We need another fat in there. Ironically, there's not any room. <laughs> yeah. There's no room. There's no room for another fan. All right, but I forgive you, Kevin and Mom and MK and casting directors in general. <sighs> I let it go. Let it go. <laughs> All right, which one of y'all wants to go first? I'll go first so that you oh. can headline. Oh, you no, and rebuttal, possibly. Go for no, it. No, no. <laughs> no rebuttal? No, there's no rebuttal. Okay. What? All right. right, all right, yeah, all right, yeah. So, <laughs> well, sometimes, um, but <laughs> but this is this is a serious one. I'm a game designer. I think about things in terms of game design. Yeah, um, yeah, you do. I am confronting our media mm. for talking about the election. Mm. We're about to we're we're having we're we're having it's this election there. in terms that you only talk about things as as games. So instead oh, of talking yeah. about things as a decision to make, mm. there yeah. all the language is about winning and who's making good moves and who's in leveling lead up. and le- leveling up yeah. and uh, like well, it's all this game I would, talk. I would even go farther and say that even the way the news presents this information is as though you're watching a football game. Yes, like, absolutely. It's panels yes. and people yes, are talking absolutely. about like and and the result of that is is really damaging. I think um, because when you're when you are an audience member for a sporting event, which mm-hmm. is how they how they talk about these things, so we're just audience members for a sporting event. Yeah. Our only real uh, agency in this is um, is betting. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. So when we ca- like instead of casting a vote, being like, "Here's I'm I'm weighing in on this decision." Yeah. yeah. When I cast my vote, I'm betting for a winner. I'm yeah. betting on a winner, and then my win, my bet wins. Oh my god! Yeah. If, if if my candidate wins or my my proposition wins or whatever, you're um, not making a decision. You're, I'm not making you're, a decision. I'm throwing you're placing a, a, a bet. Right. I'm placing a and bet. Your li- and your well being is hedged on that bet. Right, right. And instead of it, instead of it reinforcing the idea that my bet actually makes the de- my vote actually makes the decision. Mm-hmm. Right, like right, we're all part of us, a representative republic. All of us, all all of our votes make we're that decision happen. Vegas. Instead, yeah. I am I am powerless over. What actually happens? Right. I just may or may not get get rich off of it. Wow, that Man. is one of the most eloquent confrontations we've ever had. That's a top. It conference. wasn't quite as good as a confrontation against Kevin James, but <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, the true <laughs> plague. <laughs> All right, Jackie, All right. your rebuttal. My, no, I have no rebuttal. I'm, I'm completely on board with that one. The only conf- um, I conf- um, here's here's something I've had to learn in uh, having roommates and relationships is that when things are not when things don't get done around the house, mm-hmm. there's a different ways to deal with them, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I've had several roommates who, if I would leave things out in the common area, they would literally just take my items and stack them right inside my bedroom. Like, uh, so I yeah. would not trip over them. They were, there was enough space that I could walk by them, but I'd be like, oh, there's that stack of books that I left in the living room. Mm-hmm. And, uh, or there's my coat and a book and a notebook and what, and, and, uh, given a message, nobody using their words, by the way, yeah. just yeah. here's your shit. Yeah. Uh, common areas yeah. c- gotta be clean. Mm-hmm. And so, but, um, when we have such a thing, uh, I we uh, That's we talk about I. it. What we isn't is she you and, and I. I? Yes, when when Andy and I uh, have an issue, um, I the, we bring it up, mm-hmm. and uh, there was a point when I was I was doing this thing where I would uh, leave the door to the garage open or the the fridge out in the garage that'd be open there'd be some sort of i would leave something mm-hmm. or a, the the dishes something could be unclean and and i was like okay so this is chinese water torture right i mean there's a, a hundred things over the course of a month that i might do wrong and i remember asking you i was like so every time i do something wrong do you bring it up or do you mostly just tolerate it and then then like once every 25 times go well, i'm gonna mention it now and uh, and you said I wait, <laughs> and I mentioned it maybe every twenty five times. Yeah, and I was like, and that's what I do too. And so, it's only when it's a like a safety issue, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. So yeah. uh, I had to bring up the other day because uh, you uh, like I'd three the, times. I'd left the back door unlocked. I think uh, several times and gone to bed. Like so, Sounds we live like in Van Nuys. I have I mentioned? Yeah. Uh, and so, someone will drive their car into this house, and, uh, <laughs> just so just for the parking spot. And, uh, so, Ooh, <laughs> I found one. This is as close as, of a spot as I can get to downtown. <laughs> I'll take a lift from here. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, I uh, so I, I confronted it, but then we turned it into a fun game that I had forgotten about from when I lived in college. Ooh, I see, lived this in this is co-op. What we, need. we need a game. Yeah. So it's very important to make make a game, make a game of something, yeah, but not politics. politics. (laughs) And so what it was is when uh, when I lived in this co op, it was a women's co op. There were fifty women who all lived together, and um, roommates had to do um, something called pervert patrol at the end of the night. And you had everyone had a week of pervert patrol every whatever, 14 weeks. Mm -hmm. And because there were like 20 rooms or something like that. I don't know. And uh, so you and your roommate would go around, make sure uh, all the doors were closed Mm -hmm. and locked and all the windows were closed and locked. Mm -hmm. And so now we have taken up a pervert drill. Right. And uh, you got to make sure all the doors are locked. (laughs) Got to make sure there's nobody hiding in the shower. No, we, we (laughs) but we do, we do the (laughs) nice lap. hiding in ours. (laughs) We we do the nice lap and it and it's an easy code word to just go, hey, have we per- patrolled before we go to bed? Mm-hmm. And it's a good reminder. I, we, I think we, I think we gotta. Doing, I think everyone needs to just yeah. kind of like do a pervert patrol, except yeah. for perverts. But yeah. uh, <laughs> they're already on patrol. Yeah, they're, they're always to get on in. patrol. They're yeah. always on patrol trying to get in. <laughs> oh, that's there great. you go. That is great. Wait, so is so. Y- I do feel like that. I, I also find this interesting, though. That's like one in every twenty-five is yeah. when it usually comes up. Well, that. How much do you think? What do you think it is between us? 
between you and I. Do you think you there's things I? you do or that I do that you don't mention? I think every single day. <laughs> You do something. No. <laughs> I don't know. I'd probably say it's good. I think most of the time it's like... You just clean it up. Or you, you just, just you pick yeah, it up. Or it, you just, it, yeah. is a, it, is like, it is like a balance, though, of like not letting everything get to you. But well, like exactly, yeah. It's being like, flexible and like, I don't, you know, you probably reminding yourself was like, in a rush right, and couldn't I actually, wash the dishes. I actually or, love yeah. this person. I'm not why yeah. I'm not going to get mad because I'm, I'm falling around the house turning off lights. Right. Yeah. Oh wow, that is something I do. <laughs> I like things to be well lit. I like <laughs> sometimes yeah. it becomes a little like undertone. Well, There's a small gate. Turn the lights off. <laughs> is that a trap? And that's how confrontation it'll haunt you. <laughs> it'll haunt you. It'll haunt you. Well, guys, this has been such a fun episode. Great episode. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah thanks amazing. for having us on. Welcome, welcoming us over here. Uh, yeah. I like, think uh, we're gonna wrap it up, uh, guys. Where can we find you? What can what, what would you like to plug? I think. I'm in Bloomington the week that this will come out. Right. Um, I'm doing Dayton Funny Bone this week, and then next week I'm doing the Comedy Attic in Bloomington, Indiana. Oh Perfect. yeah, and um, yeah. and then I'm 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 where I'm doing a bunch of. St- I've got two weeks in Seattle coming up before the end of the year, and I have uh, uh, a week in uh, two weeks in Michigan coming up, and mm-hmm. then I have. Uh, DC and oh um, great, where are you doing in DC? So the loft, I yeah, think it's called. I've never done it, but I've heard it's great. I mean, I've they never seem done like it they're either. booking the cool people. That yeah. I, like, Missouri, yeah. I'm going all over. So if you go to jackiecation.com, mm-hmm. and if you can't spell cation, go to familypetancestry.com, <laughs> uh, where you will not find out if your cat came over on the Mayflower, <laughs> but uh, you will find jackiecation.com. So, but my tour is there and it's uh, updated. So check it out. Awesome, great, love it. Yeah, please go and and Andy, I'm going to mention your game, the Hero and superhero role-playing game yep, yep. check that out where it's, else can yep. we find you so i'm actually going to be uh part of a discussion group uh, uh on game design at geeky tees which is also a comedy of a venue oh cool oh, wow uh, uh sometime mid-april i forget what it's called but it's called the game design symposium cool that's so cool oh, that's great you know we've thought about doing a live episode a live version of roommates for life where we yeah. have like roommates play games against each other so if you ever want to help uh your boys figure out a uh, game strategy on how we can make that happen we would love to well in fact you. i'm I'll, I'll i'll plug geeky tees geeky tees is a is a game store and they've also got a, created a venue space next to it um and uh, and you can go and play games there and uh, like they have a library of games five dollars you can play all day oh, cool. um oh, which awesome. is super cool um but they're they've just set up or they're in the process of setting up their venue space so that they can you can set up cameras to point at a game table. They're gonna start doing like oh, game cool. podcasts and things there. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's... So you could do something like that and actually do it as a video. That's amazing. That's gonna be like the next like people watching people play poker kind of thing. Yeah, like, sure. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Is there um is this in LA? Yeah. It's right over on, in on Magnolia and uh, Buena Vista? Yeah, kind Near of. Near Buena Vista. Right oh, that's cool. We can yeah. check it out. Yep, that's where I'm it, I'm it, moving it, someday. Hey, Will I bring you with me? I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. am I plugging? Uh, <laughs> uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think I got some fun dates coming up at the end of, uh, end of March, and then all through April, I'll basically be on the road, yeah, that whole month. So just go to simongibsoncomedy.com. You can find all those dates on there if you live in those cities. Come yep. check me out for the love of God. For the love of God. Okay, what do you got? I am. I'm going to be in Texas in mid-April doing some shows featuring for Chad Daniels. Sure, I'll put it on my Instagram. Check me the out. The best. At 
MK Paulson. Isn't he great? He's just he's, like he's on my shuffle. I one of his albums will occasionally come up and I'm like, oh my god, this is an awesome joke. See the that's so funny because I feel like that's what you are to me also. That's what Chad I, Daniels <laughs> is a delight. So you're opening for him where? I'm gonna open him in San Antonio and Houston. Awesome. Uh, for awesome. a few shows. And, and then I'm I mean, also from Texas, your... so we're gonna see some friends and family while I'm there. Uh and then, uh, yeah, I run two weekly shows. Be sure to check them out. They're both called Golden Hour. One's in Mid-City on Sunday nights. The other one is on Friday nights at a bar in downtown L.A. called Slipper Clutch. We're just getting it off the ground, and we're excited to make it one of L.A.'s coolest new comedy shows. So please check us out there at Golden Hour Comedy. Jackie, we'll have to have you on ASAP. I'd love it. If, you, if you're avail. Oh, yes. <laughs> Find the avails. Find the avails. Uh, well, I think that's it. Sign me. MK? I love you. I love you too. Guys, thanks for having us. You're the best. We love you. See you soon. Bye.